Welcome to the Wealthy Woman Podcast, a show created to educate, encourage, and empower women to prosper in their faith and their finances. Now, here's your host, faith igniter and prosperity producer, Dr. Amy Walton. Hey, you guys, it's Dr. Amy with another amazing episode of the Wealthy Woman Podcast. And today I have with me um, author, minister, life coach, and gospel recording our artist, Patrice Burrell. Yeah, Patrice, we're so glad to have you. I am so excited. One of the things that I love is is vision and talking about vision. And I know you just launched the Grace Goals Party. So I want you to share with my audience today a little bit about um, the party. We want to talk about grace and how that flows into our relationship with Christ and all the great things that he has in store for us for 2021. So would you start off by telling us a little bit about who you are and how you became the woman that you are today? Well, first of all, hi, Dr. Amy. Thank you so much for your invitation to be a part of the Wealthy Woman Podcast. I'm so excited to be here and to just have this opportunity to chat with you and share with the ladies um, about grace goals and what all that means and how that looks for a woman of God. Um, but to begin with, to share a little about myself, um, I started like, wow, in ministry, um, I started singing when I was two years old and my, my pastor was my grandfather. And so he would put me on a chair (laughs) because I was not able to see over the altar rail. Um, (laughs) and I would, (laughs) I would sing before he preached or after he preached. And as I grew up, And um, I was always with him. And so as he ministered and he went different places, he always had me with him in that capacity. So that was really um, the beginning of my exposure to ministry and serving in ministry from a very young age and just really grew up in the church. Um, I had a love for God and a love for worship. Um, And I always say it's my first love. Worship is my first love. And so with that, um, I've had the opportunity to record two songs and am in the process of birthing a full album project. Um, So I love that. I've served in ministry um, as a worship leader. Um, I I oftentimes am able to um, encourage women as a psalmist. And so that has definitely been a great joy for me, just being able to usher others into the beautiful presence of God. Um, And so also with that, I accepted my ministry call uh, as a minister when I was 18 years old. I knew um, I had a call of God on my life. Uh, Probably knew it before then, but I (laughs) I surrendered. (laughs) I surrendered to it at that point. And um, God has just graced me to be able to do so many different things in serving um, over the years, whether that's been in youth ministry, women's ministry, um, with my business, of, co- of course, I'm coaching, um, and that's a joy because I work a lot with other women in ministry um, who are also entrepreneurs. And so um, that has been a blast, just getting to champion other women. Um, and then the writing, of course, with the blogging and writing my first book, Warrior Slay. So God has just graced me to do um, multiple things, and I, I wear many hats at different times. And um, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the journey. 
Amen. Amen. I'm telling you, I know that you are a mighty woman of God. And like you said, God has just graced you to just do amazing things. And so if you are listening today, it's the same God. It's the same God. And what he does for one, he will make happen for all of us. If we would just allow him to use us and if we would truly believe that he is who he say that he is and he'll do exactly what he said that he will do. So I get excited when I think about um, how God moves us and how Mm -hmm. he takes from place to place, you know, and it's really the relationship with him and how in different realms and different seasons and the greatness that's on the inside of us because he placed it there. So I don't want to get ahead and talk about (laughs) um, too much, but I definitely want to talk about vision and these things play into that because it starts with vision. It starts with what God has put on the inside of you and that being made manifest in the earth. And so, you know, with the Grace Goals Party, I know there are women listening in there like, what is Grace Goals? You know, what is that all about? So would you begin to just share with us and enlighten us about Grace Goal Party? Yes, absolutely. You know, um, a lot of times when we talk about goal setting, um, goal planning, I think the initial response is to immediately think of it in a secular context, right? And so grace goals was really, um, God gave me this vision for it to have a faith-focused, faith-centered platform for women to come together, but to understand that we don't achieve goals in our own strength. Um, Because first of all, the goals that we should be planning should be goals that are birthed from the vision that God gives us. So it's not something that we just do because we think it's going to make us look good. We're trying to impress other people. We're trying to build a resume. It's not about that. It's about understanding First of all, what is it that God has uniquely designed for me to accomplish in the earth? And so connecting my destiny and God's purpose for my life with my gifts, with my graces, with my talents and skills and abilities, and understanding that when I am in sync with the Holy Spirit, when I'm in rhythm with God, that I have a grace, I have an anointing to do the things that he has called me to do. I can't walk out someone else's path. Mm. I can't compare myself to what somebody else is doing. And when I try to move out of my zone, if you will, it's going to become a work of my flesh and not in sync with God's grace. And so we want to know, number one, what is it that God has called me to do, right? Because we are all here to achieve um, his kingdom purposes for our lives. He, he was very deliberate about everything that he did, how he spoke the earth into existence. And he's even deliberate about the very plans that he has for our lives. So our job is to understand what that is, to get in position. Um, and I think that happens through prayer primarily and really allowing God to speak to our heart so that we become one with him and we take on his heart. We take on his desires. We take on his goals, if you will, so that he is able to release his grace upon us, the empowering of his spirit 
at work with his favor so that we can walk out that grace to accomplish the things that he's called us to do. And when we do that, there is a grace, there is a rhythm, there is an ease that comes with it. Not to say that achieving all the goals that God has for us to achieve is going to be easy. But when we are in his will and we're doing what he's called us to, um, there's going to be a grace for it. And so that any day, hands down, beats me just trying to do something in my own efforts and in my own strength, because God is invested in making sure that it comes to pass because it's in alignment with his will. Amen. Amen. And I love you the way you said, hands down, anytime yes. you're in the will of God. <laughs> It's going to always work out. It's going to always yes. be good because you've been grace for it. And I think a That's lot of right. times as, as women and definitely as believers, we don't realize that before we were even formed in our mother's womb, that God had a plan. That's and right. a lot of times we try to walk out what our plan is, what our desire is, but the success and the prosperity and all the great things truly yes. come from walking in the plan of God for your life. And so it's That's not right. that you can't um, achieve goals and it's not that you can't have, you know, a good life doing the things that you mm -hmm. desire, but you actually have fulfillment when you walk in the things that you were created for. When you walk in the Absolutely. plan that God has for you. And, you know, I, I say that because oftentimes, sometimes people will say, well, well, why do you do that? Or, you know, what makes that the thing when that's not the thing yes. that everybody is doing? And I said, it's understanding what God has called me to do because mm -hmm. with that, it's the grace to do it. And that's sometimes right. people can look and say, oh, that looks so easy. Yes. And then they go to do it and then they discover, you know, it's not, uh, it doesn't seem as easy when really it's because I've been graced to do it or you've been graced to do it. And so it takes some of the work and the toil out. So it yes. makes it with ease. And that's what I love about following God's plan for your yes. life. There's the anointing that comes and it makes Amen. what you do so easy. And it also brings the love and the joy with doing it. So it's never a day like working. That's right. Absolutely. Because sometimes when, you know, people in the world are pursuing goals, um, they're striving, they're hustling, they're grinding, they're doing all these things, but they have no joy in the process. Right. They're doing all of these things to try to keep up or, you know, feel as if they've arrived or that they've accomplished something so that they can look successful or significant in the eyes of men. But, you know, we have to stop as Christian women and say, what is success? How right. are we defining success? What does that look like as a kingdom woman? Because it should not look the same as somebody who's in the world, right? We have a different operation all together. And so if we're trying to do it the way the world does it, if we're trying to keep up with dominant culture, then there's something wrong with that. We have to be more invested in significance than success as the way the world would define it. Because what God calls you to, it may not necessarily be that um, you're going to accumulate notoriety or fame, or you're gonna you know, have this, this great platform and you know, millions of people who are following you. But 
you're successful because you're walking in obedience to the will of God. And I think about even when Jesus in the gospel was speaking to his disciples and he was teaching them the model prayer, he said, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God has a will for us in the earth. And it is our job to get in alignment with him to understand what his will is for us while we're here on earth so that we can represent his kingdom so that we can walk as his ambassadors. And that is success. When you are doing what you're supposed to be doing the way God said you're supposed to be doing at the time in the correct season, he says you're supposed to be doing it. That's success. And that's what he gives us a grace for because anything else, anything that we just try to manipulate on our own accord, it is not going to work out. And the other thing about grace goals is that we have to remember when God gives us an assignment for something, um, we have to be okay with whatever season that is when it starts, but also when it comes to an end. Because the other part to that is if we try to stay doing something longer than the season that God meant for us to, the grace will lift. We will no longer have an anointing. And so sometimes God has started something. It's been finished. He says, okay, this season is over. I'm bringing it to completion. I have another assignment for you to do. And we're still stuck doing something else. And we're wondering why it's not fruitful any longer and why we feel a sense of barrenness with it. Because maybe God is no longer giving you a grace to do it because he wants you to move on. Just like when the children of Israel were in the wilderness, they had to follow the glory cloud, right? The pillar of fire by day. And and so whatever God told them to do, wherever they saw that glory cloud moving, they had to shift, they had to move. And so we have to stay in the glory. We have to stay connected to God. And that's where he's going to give us the grace to do the things that he's called us to do. Yeah. Amen. And, you know, you said it. And I just want to just kind of pick up with that, because I tell people a lot of times you have a good idea, but then there's a God idea and you have to be with the God idea. And Mm -hmm. it's not a natural thing. It's spiritual. So so it doesn't always go according to um, natural plans. Uh, You know, it it may be something that you might have heard that, okay, well, you're supposed to do this for a year or you're supposed to do this for five years, but you have to always be in sync with God and the move of God and the will of God. Because when God says to stop, you better stop. Because when you don't stop, (laughs) when you don't stop, and I tell you, I know because there have been things that I've wanted to continue doing because I enjoyed enjoyed it versus being obedient to God. And when the grace right. runs out, the grace runs out. Yes. And the anointing yes. has lifted. And a lot of times the thing that we don't understand or maybe don't realize is that the anointing is gone. So then mm-hmm. we're trying to do something that God has no longer anointed us for. That's We're right. trying to do it out of season. And when you're in the season, it works. That's and right. when you're out of the season, it may not work anymore because God mm-hmm. wants you in a new place doing something different and really just following his, I love to say following his instructions. And so learning how to make that shift. And definitely 2020 was a year of the shift. Yes. It was a oh year of, of sudden change. <laughs> 
Mm -hmm. be able to shift and change. And I know I've talked to so many women as a coach that struggled with change. And, And a lot of times we struggle for whatever reason, because I had my idea, but that wasn't God's idea. And it's hard a lot of times to let go to let go of what's familiar, to let go of what you know, to let go sometimes of who you know. It's Mm. hard to let go, but to surrender to God's will, to surrender to God's plan. I've learned that when you surrender, it's going to always work out. Yes. He'll lead you around the mountain. He'll lead you down in the valley. It, It doesn't matter what happens in the world when you're following God and following the vision that he's given you, it's going to always work out. The problem right. we have is when we stay seated, when he told us to move. Absolutely. Um, and, and so just learning the difference, I think a lot of times we need to be able to understand and to know because I, I wasn't really taught about the grace running out. I wasn't mm-hmm. really taught mm-hmm. that sometimes you got to shift. I was taught you do something and you do it forever and right. it doesn't change and it doesn't stop. And, and I'll say that, especially being in ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I was taught that, hey, you just, you do one thing in ministry, you do it well and you do it until you leave this world. And right. then God right. began to shift and change my life because that was not the only plan that he had for me. And so- absolutely. And, and that's so not God's listening. DNA. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say that that's not God's DNA either. You know, we think about him being Elohim. He was the God who created, you know, the very universe. And we have that same DNA. So for us to even get stuck in one dimension is to limit the creativity of God that he's placed within us. He's not going to only allow us to... um flow one way all the time. That's just totally against who he is. We see his creativeness, his creative um, power at work through everything that he does. So if we get stuck in one track, then we're not, we're not moving with him. We're, we're depending upon ourselves. Like you said, we're, we're depending upon what has become familiar, what we feel that we can do, um, the things that we've even learned how to do in ministry, right? The gifts, the talents that we have. God will never stretch you um, out of your ability, but within your gift zone, he's going to always stretch you. He's, you know, you're going to, being in your comfort zone or out of your comfort zone is one thing, but whatever your gift zone is, whatever he has called you to do, you can best believe that at every season, he's going to be stretching you to do something new because in that we discover more about who he is. And we also discover more about who we are in him. Yes. Yes. You know, uh, the the greatness, you know, we talk about serving a great God, but we don't realize that the great God fashioned and formed us in his image. And so with that, there should be greatness coming out of us. And it can only come out when we allow the God in us to stretch us. So not just God stretching us, but we should desire and want to be stretched. Um, Too many times we want to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. We don't want to you know, grow. We don't want to have to learn anything different. We don't want to have to, you know, um, 
come to know God in another way. And, and I and I say that because sometimes I'm guilty. You know, I love right, to tell right. people that I'm guilty because I'm like, God, the unfamiliar, the unknown. I like the territories that I know all about. Yes. But you never get to know the deeper things of God. The That's deeper right. things of God is what stretch you, what moves you, you know, to know God in one way is what a lot of times we get comfortable with, but mm-hmm. to know him as a multifaceted God, to yes. know like he's a healer, he's a provider, he's a way maker, you know, I can just go through and list and name all the areas and right. even in listing what I know, there's still so much more of God that I don't know. Amen. Amen. And that's the whole purpose, I think, too, of us um, walking with him here on earth, you know, and that's one of the beautiful things I love about worship is that I really believe it takes our entire lifespan on earth to prepare us for heaven because heaven is a prepared place for a prepared people. And so the more we engage with the father here on earth, the more that we come to know him, the more prepared we will be for when we go to heaven and we're with him constantly. You know, it's, it's like what we are doing here on earth is building foundation to our relationship with God and preparing us for eternity with him. And that's so amazing, <laughs> you know, yes. your, uh, on, your mind can't really even begin to comprehend um, all that God is. And so the yes. preparation, and I know we like to say, you know, um, if you're, you're worrying about color here, if you're worrying about, you know, who's talking about you here, like those are not the things that you're going to find in heaven. You're going to have to get ready for the greatness. You're going to have to get ready for the glory, not just some days, but every day, all day long. You're going to have to be able to handle the (laughs) worship, not just Mm -hmm. on Sunday mornings, but every day and not just be able to handle it, handle it, but to desire it. Absolutely. And and so worship is the order of the day in heaven. Like, yes, it's endless. (laughs) So if we have issues with Sunday morning, then, oh my goodness, like it's going to be a problem. (laughs) It's going to be a real problem. It's going to be a real problem. (laughs) Um, And and that's a hard thing as well. You know, Mm. it's not just formality. It's relationship. And one of the best relationships that you can have is the one that you have with the father. And I encourage so many women to grow your relationship. You know, you want to know him more today than you did on yesterday. And that should never cease to be. That should always be the case. We should always um, desire to know the father more. We should always want to be in fellowship and a relationship with him and to know the places within him that we've never seen before or that Absolutely. we've never experienced before. I think that's just part of the growth um, as a believer, um, as God begins to open up so many things for us. Uh, and it really comes, I tell people, a lot of times we look at goals and we look at things, and I know we're talking about goal setting, but the goal mm-hmm. we really want to be focused on is is him. Because in that, yes. from all the other things. So you right. know, I tell people the secret is, is not chasing things, it's really chasing in him and in the fulfillment of all things yes yes what we do externally is really i believe the overflow of what's going on internally in our relationship with god we can't exhaust him 
So exactly what you just said, chasing him and desiring him and he fills us. And out of that overflow, he empowers us by his spirit to be able to, to achieve and do the things that we do in the natural. But if we get, you know, um, it out of order and we're just chasing things, we're, ch we're chasing the external, but things are not right on the in inside of us, then we're going to have some serious issues. And it's, as a matter of fact, the first part of Grace Goals, we really go introspectively. We really talk about who we are and, and what is it that we truly desire. And we go deep internally first, because I believe that to just go through a checklist of saying, I want to do this. And, you know, this is the, the short term goal and this is the uh, objective. And these are the tasks related to achieving it. I think that's shallow, right? Because if we're not really dealing with who we are um, at our core, and how we see our connectedness to those, those things in relation to God, then we're missing it. I've always told my daughter this, and she's a senior in high school this year, but I've always said to her, never confuse your who with your do. Because if at any point you think that the things that you do define who you are, you are messed up. You know, the, the reality is, even if we never um, did, if we never produced, it would never change who we are. It will never change the way God sees us. It would never change or diminish his love for us because our identity has to first be rooted and anchored in Christ Jesus. And until we have that revelation and that is settled internally, then we can do all of this stuff externally in the name of achieving goals, but it will leave us empty and hollow because the only satisfaction that will ever be sufficient is knowing who we are in him and having a, a love relationship that continually motivates us to want to, more of him, to want to pursue him, to want to be in relationship with him. Nothing else matters. And it has to be a love relationship, not a I'm obligated, not a, like you said, I'm just doing this because it's familiar, because, you know, even out of fear, you know, some right. people, their experiences with God, they were raised in the church and they, they know that God is God. But there's not this sense of I love you and and I want to know you and I want to be in communion with you or even that God loves them. They, they are so disconnected. And so we do things for a lot of motives that sometimes are not wired within us accurately. And we get all that mixed up and we just get caught up in the external. Oh, my gosh, there there's definitely not a grace for us you know, to do those things, but we are really going to be messed up in our identity. So that has to first be settled. And um, we really do the work of that first so that we're clear that it's not about chasing the stuff, but it is about chasing him. And we do the stuff because he empowers us to do all the things, right? Because it's for his, his glory. Ultimately, we're doing the works that he's called us to do for his glory. Yeah. And the introspection, I mean, it is just one of those things that it's a must have. And as mm -hmm. you said, it's the first part because we do yes. so many things out of wrong motives. And I know if you're listening to me, you're probably listening and you're probably thinking that, oh no, my motives are pure. Trust me when I tell you, a lot of our motives is not pure. We just don't know that they're not. Um, as I <laughs> right. 
to, as I won't say as I began, but rather as the Lord began to deal with me on some things and, you know, wondering why I hadn't achieved certain things or wondering why the response was a certain way, the Lord really Mm -hmm. began to show me my heart and to show Mm -hmm. me what's the, what's your motive. And a lot of times we do things and we think we have a pure motive, but when God really begins to pull back the layers and pull back the covers, he begins to um, disclose the fact that your, your, um, that your motive isn't really pure. So when you get the motive right, then the things begin yes. to be right. And so does yes. the fruit that come from the things. And so in my walk with the Lord, I've discovered that and learned that. And I will tell you that it has shifted and changed so many things in my life in so many areas. And so it that's like the secrets that we don't know and we wonder a lot of times where the struggle comes from. And the struggle really is within us. That's right. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, just 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 really good. Um, I know that, we, I, you know, our conversation has been about goals and so many other things <laughs> today. But I believe that it is definitely ordained by God. Um, but for the woman that's listening and she's getting ready for 2021 and she's looking and 2020 has dealt her a hand that has not maybe been pleasant. Um, what is uh, some strategies or some things that you could tips that you could give her to help her begin to to clarify the vision and to begin to put things in perspective so that she can move forward into 2021. Yes, absolutely. You know, I think the first thing that we all have to do is just have a meeting with ourselves. And and what I mean by that is be honest about where we are and, and just lay everything out before God, right? I don't know how that might look for someone else, but for me, you know, I, I'm just going to have a conversation with him and I'm going to tell him everything that's on my heart, all of my disappointments, mm-hmm. all of the reasons why um, I feel things did not go the way I thought they would have, just, just all of it, right? Because the reality is until we confess it and we acknowledge it and we release it back to God, like he already knows it anyway, first of all. But we need to do that because we can't experience any forward progress, um, any kind of forward momentum about the new year. We're not gonna even, we're already gonna be, um, have a feeling of just, like you're already defeated going into the new year. If you don't deal with the stuff that you need to deal with from 2020, like if you don't reconcile and and deal with your disappointments, deal with the things that have been hard, deal with the things that you've grieved over, deal with the things that, you know, God, this is not supposed to be this way. And really just come clean with him and yourself, just have that meeting and put it all out there, then you're not going to be able to embrace a brand new year because January one will come, but in your soul and in your spirit, you will still be stuck in 2020. So we can never heal from what we're not willing to confront. We can never um, move forward if we're not ready to be honest with ourselves, right? So that's what having the meeting with yourself is about. Really just putting everything out before God and acknowledging it. God knows, but sometimes he needs for us to be at a point where we can actually 
verbalize it to him because there's a release in that. Mm -hmm. And so being honest with ourselves, but also I would say knowing what are you not going to bring into the new year? Because some of the things that happen may have not been within your realm of control, right? But then there are things that we can control. So we've got to understand what was my part. Sometimes life happens to us and we just have to deal with the hand that has been dealt to us. But then sometimes there are things that we can fix, things we can work on. What is it that God is bringing attention to that we need to really take a moment and say, okay, God, there's a reason why you're highlighting this for me at this particular time in my life. This is something that I need to fix. I need to work on so that I can be different in 2021. Because it's not always just the things that happen to us, but sometimes it's the the mindsets we have. It's our attitudes. It's our limiting um, thinking about certain things or even about our own abilities. Sometimes we self-sabotage, you know, all of those different things. And so we have to really understand what is it that we have control over? What is it, you know, that's our part to do? What is it that that's God's part to do? And go before the Lord in prayer, you know, and bring all of that to him. And you're going to have to also be willing to um, relinquish control, control over what was, what wasn't, as well as your future, because God can only work with what we surrender to him. If we're not willing to surrender to him and allow him to lead us, allow him to guide us, we still want to be in control or we say, God, okay, I'll let you take the reins on, you know, my marriage. I'll let you take the reins with um, my children. But when it comes to my job, I'm, I'm good. I've got that part. We can't pick and choose what we say yes to. And so all of that, God is dealing with our hearts. He's dealing with, you know, what it is that he needs for us to do, how we need to be different going into this year. So again, just, you know, having that meeting with yourself, acknowledging it, confessing it to God, but then also really understanding what is it that I have, you know, influence over? What is it that, you know, I don't have influence over? And the things that I do have influence over, let me surrender that to God. And thirdly, pray. Because if you pray, God will show you and he will always confirm through his word what it is that he wants you to do, what it is he wants you to do differently. But until we release 2020 and all the negativity, you know, so many people talked about how hard this year has been. And yes, it has been hard, but we cannot hang on to that going into 2021. I understand that we're still in a pandemic and we will be January 1st. However, we still have to choose that we're going to have our hearts and our minds open to the spirit of God because we always have hope. And God's word tells us that our hope in him will not be disappointed. We're not putting our hope in the things of this world as wonderful as science and technology and all of these things are. And yes, we thank God and praise God for the vaccinations and all of these things that are coming about, right? But at the same time, our hope has to be in God. So we've got to be willing to reconcile, deal with the issues, the things that hurt us and disappointed us, the loss some of it legitimately so. People have had a lot of grief. But if we choose to hold on to all of that, whatever you hold on to, your hands are not released to receive the new. 
And we've got to be able to deal with that so that we can go into the new year ready to receive. Yeah, yeah I, I truly believe it's the time where we have to live our faith. So it's not going to just be good to talk about it or to say, I believe God or I trust God, but it really is going to be a season of action where yeah. you're actually going, okay, Lord, it's been a challenging year, but I still trust you. Amen. Lord, no, the job is gone, but I'm still believing you. You know, it's one of those, we're in a place where you have to put into action the things that you say that you believe mm-hmm. as it relates to, as it relates to God. And so this is the prime time um, where our faith can grow. This is a definitely a great time where our relationship with the Lord can truly grow. grow. And for those of you that are listening and you've suffered some things in, in 2020, I want you to know that I truly understand. But I also want you to know, in order for you to go to the place that God has destined and ordained for you, you're going to have to follow these instructions and you're going to have to know that the word of God is true. And the yeah. word says that everything, and it, it's an, it's another mindset that you have to take on because the Bible says that absolutely everything works together for your good. And yes. so regardless of the challenges that you have faced this year, it works for your good. And if you would begin to take that mindset on, then you won't focus on the negative, but you'll be looking towards it working out for your good. God has not only called you to a place, but he's graced you to the place. And it's definitely a place of greatness. And you're going to have to trust and believe that and take him at his word. So you're going to have to leave the stuff behind in 2020 that was in 2020 so that you can gracefully walk into 2021 with a clean slate and you're able to run the race that's been set before you with patience, with joy, with peace. Listen, triumphantly, victoriously, like all of that comes when you drop the weights that's been holding you down in 2020, Mm -hmm. the weights that's been holding you down up until this point, when you let go of all of that, then truly you can begin to run free. So I tell you that grace goals have just the insight and the revelation that has come through about the grace of God in your life, on your life, and how God has graced you to do tremendous things. I believe that as you are listening today, that you found some nuggets to help you to be able to move forward. And so we look forward to the grace of God in your life. Um, Patrice, I thank you so much for sharing the nuggets that you've shared with us um, today. And um, can you tell us where we can find you at, uh, how we can connect with you and all of those great things? Absolutely. You can find me at patriceburrell.com. I do a coaching live broadcast on Facebook and it's called The Coaching Connection. So you can check out that as well. And I also do a monthly blog for Warrior Woman Blog Ministry and um, would love to connect there. So yeah, this has been such a blessing and I'm so encouraged. And I know that God's grace is definitely going to be upon each of us um, to do what he has called us to do. We are well able. And if I could just share this scripture, um, Dr. Amy, in closing, it's 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. And it says, and God is able to make all grace abound toward you that you always having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work. 
So I just leave your, your ladies with that today. Amen. Amen. Listen, ladies, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we look forward to coming on um, with another broadcast with some amazing guests and all the great things that God is doing in this time and in this season. Have an amazing day. Thanks for joining us this week on the Wealthy Woman Podcast. Make sure to visit our website, DrAmyWalton.com, where you can subscribe to the show on iTunes so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate it if you'd simply tell a friend about the show. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode. Thanks for listening and have an amazing day.